This is Tony Pilkington. Now, this is where I'm supposed to play the theme, but oh, bugger that, we're running out of time. Let's get to the man himself from Phil Hoppen Travel. Phil Hoppen himself, and uh, you've got the biggest <laughs> grin on your kisses since uh, <laughs> round 14, I Yeah, reckon. I think so, you're right. Yeah, Congratulations. Tony. You've been, I mean, you've been saying this yep. optimistically, and I've got to say, people have thought, ah, oh, that's, that's Phil's line, but you've believed that international overseas travel will be here well before Christmas. Yeah, I said always before yeah. Christmas, Tony, and uh, my wishes have come true now that uh, New South Wales are racing towards 80% for the double vaccination yeah. target and uh, Qantas... Where does, when does that leave us here in Adelaide? Uh, we're, still, we're, still, we're still behind. You know, yeah. We're not going to hit it till December, so we're going to be a, probably a month behind New South Wales, and I'm not sure how advanced we are in, in having opening the uh, international here, but certainly the good news is the fact that Sydney International will open up, Qantas are going to fly to both the UK and the, uh, on the 17th of uh, November and also to the USA as well. And That's then I think. It's only five, six weeks yes, away. Yes, yeah. uh, six weeks away. So we're very excited about that because uh, there's a lot of people that want to get up and go. The, the pent up demand is huge, Tony. And there's a lot of uh, people want to coming, coming back to be home by Christmas who have been stranded for you know, nearly 18 yeah, months to yeah. two years. So initially, the, the flights will just have Australian. Going out and Australians coming back. There will be no inbound tourists from other countries initially, right. Right. and I think that'll r- probably run through to the new year. And so we'll see a lot of people who haven't been able to get on on flights uh, get back in. Now, the only sort of the area that's a, sh- a bit shady at the moment is you know what sort of va- uh, what sort of quarantine period that will be required to do. Yeah. Uh, a government is saying seven days at home. Uh, others are saying fourteen. I think it will be more to seven initially. But I know the airlines would like a like a really a three day uh, quarantine per- period. But, but getting... it, it'll be at home, and you won't be paying uh, exactly your it'll, own it'll costs. It'll be at home. Now, yeah. I'm, my argument, Tony, is if we've had the double vaccination, yeah. uh, we've done that ourselves, uh, uh, the travellers, and they've done a pre-COVID test before they've got on the plane to go out yep. uh, within seventy two hours of flying, and the same coming home, then do a test at the airport when you arrive back and wait for the the, the result, and if you're negative, you should should be able to come out and then do do backup tests on day 5 11 that's what i'd like to see but i think somewhere between 3 and 7 will be the answer that we'll come up with but i still think it's an inhibitor for some people to go because if you're a businessman you come back you don't want to isolate for another 7 days if you've done all the right things with all the tests so and and you're double vaccinated so so i think we've we've got to reach some agreement with it and i know the airlines are concerned with it at the moment but qantas is very positive about it uh, i think mr joyce has been over into a, a, in Boston to an international uh, forum of all the all the airlines trying to agree on conditions, having a digital pass for health conditions, you know, your vaccinations and all that. So I think we're going to hear a lot more in the next week or so. Uh, but I, but it's just good news that we've got some blue skies oh, yeah. and people better get up and go. And then I think Tony, following that, we'll see other destinations opening up. And as I said, I'm hoping also that we'll see um, you know uh, South Australian open up for international travel as well. Uh, I mean, you know, it's just so important for tourism 
aviation, travel, yeah. all those industries and all the hospitality industries that depend on tourists coming in and going out sort of thing. So, it's so such uh, a flow-on effect. It is a flow-on yeah. effect. And, and Tony, uh, Tony, the last, latest figure I've seen is said they've, the industry's lost $100 billion over the last 18 100 months. $100 billion? $100 billion. Not $100 million, $100 billion billion. and 600,000 jobs have been lost. So it's an enormous big industry. It employs one in nine. And so that's a very significant factor, you know, when you, when you talk about businesses – and as I said, we've we've had it. We've been handcuffed because we can't control what the the government does when they close a border or they close international airports and they close airlines from coming and going. And so we've been sitting out there in the cold, waiting uh, for, as I said, oh, consistency yeah. in borders and also to get international. Because the other problem we've got is all the rest of the world yeah. is is travelling at the moment, and so we're missing out. And uh, you can only miss out for so long before they say, "Well, forget Australia because it's too hard to go to and come back." So Sydney. Uh, they uh, start flying out from the 17th of next yep, month, six yep. weeks away. Yeah, six uh, weeks away. When will the government here, when will Premier Marshall make a decision as to whether, in fact, we can fly from Adelaide to uh, Singapore, I, Fiji? I would like to see it. I'd like to see it by Christmas. I'd like to see it by the time we get 80%, which they, yeah. they're saying end of November, early December. That's right. what they're saying. Right. I would like to see that we're starting to work towards that target and that he openly makes some comments about it because I think it's important for South Australians to have the same freedom as that Sydney's going to have and that Melbourne will have as well because they're racing towards that 80%. Now, I know they've got a lot of numbers, but look what Sydney's, you know, the numbers in New South Wales are coming down, you know, continuously and, uh, you know, obviously it's working for them. But you've got to get the economy going, Tony. You can't keep it locked uh, locked forever. You know, we've come the fortress of Australia. No one can get in and out sort of thing. And uh, people are getting very frustrated, very annoyed. But uh, as I said, the pent-up demand is huge. We're seeing the phones ringing already. So uh, I, I think, you know, as I said, I, well, I'll work it through, but you just want to see some definite policy on it and that uh, we can say there is a date that South Australia starts or whoever starts and when and how it will be monitored. Uh, a question I put to Geoffrey Thomas, the aviation man from WA at the beginning of the show, a little after half past 12. I said because of the pent-up demand, and nobody's denying that that exists, and we've talked about it for a long time here, Phil, um, will there be a surge in prices? Will you be expecting to pay more than you normally would, or is that a, an un... Uh, it's, an, it's unknown at the moment. Unknown. I, I think Look, I think uh, we're hoping it's not going to be too too out of the ordinary, you know, as far as fares are concerned. But it will depend on how, you know, the, the barn will be there, but it will depend on the capacity, how many airlines can uh, take pa passengers in and out of Australia, how the fares settle in. So, you know, we we had a, at the before pre-COVID, we had some of the best fares that I've ever seen in the marketplace, uh, yeah. Tony. So, look, it's not going to happen, but it could take over a period of time before it settles down to what I call normal levels. So, uh, but there are a lot of people just saying, get me on a plane, Get I want to go, I want to fly. So uh, they haven't asked the questions about the fares, they just want to get up and go and have some freedom again. Right. And now if somebody phones up and wants to make inquiries about uh, travelling overseas and the conditions and the, and the lockdowns, uh, the consultants down there at Phil Hoppin, they'll be able to readily supply you with uh, all of the stuff and, you And need tell you what's available and what's not available. And as I said, there are still some grey areas that we're still working on, Tony, but we'll be working and monitoring that daily as we... And, you know, I had an international 
international call from Switzerland uh, yesterday asking me about, you know, an Australian citizen wanting to come back, do some work in South Australia. He lives, he's got a house here, but also he works in Switzerland. He's an Australian citizen. He's been pre, he's been vaccinated twice, you know, wanting to know about the conditions and everything. So, so, you know, the, the demand is all over the world wanting to come back into Australia. Yeah. Uh, and it'll be the same going out as well. What countries can we visit? And as I said, that'll, that'll for, formulate as, as time goes on. So there's a lot to do in the next, uh, probably five, six weeks. It's uh, 17 minutes to two in a moment or so. We'll talk about uh, a Tasmanian holiday. Oh, well, you, yeah, the... even though you're going overseas there, oh, overseas, it is so popular oh, with uh, Tassie. It's just taken off. And what has been great is they've kept the borders open virtually nearly the whole 18 months. It's, just so, a, uh, and it's like a little bit of England, Tassie. It is, it is. Uh, oh, it is. Exactly. That's what I say when people ask oh, me. I said, it it's it's a little England in our backyard. All right. We'll talk to the, um, the chief executive of uh, Tasmanian Vacations in a moment or so. Phil Hoppin is our guest, as he is every Tuesday afternoon at this time. It's just on 16 minutes to two now. With some of the cleanest air in the world, Tasmania is the perfect place to step back and immerse yourself in its pristine wilderness. Let Phil Hoppin Travel create your next great escape with a range of all-inclusive self-drive Tasmanian holidays. Seven-night self-drive packages, including accommodation, car hire and a national park pass, start from $775 per person. Book now and receive free car hire upgrade. Phil Hoppin Travel. Visit pht.com.au. Scrapture Caravan, Walker Crash Repairs, an RAA-approved caravan crash repairer. This is Tony Pilkington. Yeah, if the van's in need of a touch-up and you want it done expertly, John Walker and the team up there at Walker Caravan Crash Repairs up at 287 Churchill Road Prospector. They take a, a great pride in what they do. God, it makes a difference in the world. They're good at what they do. They know that. And they said RAA-approved for a long time. So with the holidays, uh, uh, but not all that far away, and you're thinking, yeah, the old van could do with a bit of a bit of a spruce up and you want it done brilliantly they're the team to see john walker and his team up there at walker caravan crash repairs at 287 churchill road prospect as we say as you're coming into town uh just a little before you get to regency road they're on the left hand side go and say good day to them have a look at the workshop spotlessly clean and uh, when they when they go to work on a van gee they take pride in what they do makes all the difference in the world right a uh, lovely tasmanian holidays one of the one of the hidden gems, I reckon. If you've never been there, you, you've done yourself a disservice. Simple as that. Absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, Tony, we're lucky because we've got the Chief Executive of Taz Vacations on the line today to talk us right. through about Tassie because he must be an excited man as well because, you know, Tassie's been going so well for the whole 18 months. So, Ian, welcome to the show. Good afternoon, Phil. Tony, nice to, uh, nice to catch up with you. Tony, uh, sorry, uh, Ian, tell us all about Tassie because, you know, every second inquiry I get is people want to say, can I get down to Tassie? What will I see and do when I get down there and how easy is it to get around? So, you know, we'd love to hear why people need to get up and come go to Tassie, uh, Ian, from you. Uh, yeah, thanks, Phil. Um, it's interesting to reflect on the last 18 months in actual fact and um, whilst our borders have remained open to South Australia for a large part of that, um, it's virtually 12 months ago we noticed uh, toward the end of October last year the demand from South Australia and indeed other other parts of the country in uh, people not a not able to go overseas, obviously at the time. Uh, Tasmania and our business has enjoyed probably double and in some cases three times the volume of inquiry that we've had in previous years. Uh, I hasten to add that whilst that, that was the case 12 <laughs> months ago, a lot of that, unfortunately, has eventuated into cancellations as border closures have, yeah. you know, come come to fruition along the journey. So, uh, 
What it has told me is that there's a very, very strong demand for destinations like Tasmania. And one of the things that we've battled for many, many years is, um, and I joined your conversation a little later on there, just before you cut over, but um, the awareness of Tasmania has been something that it's, it's a place that people have probably aspired to go one day, but the one day did occur in the last 12 months where faced with the fact that you couldn't go overseas, a lot of people did turn to Tasmania and they've loved what they've seen and, and experienced. And uh, and we're seeing a really, really big push on the back of that awareness. Yeah, you're 100% so, correct, Ian. Uh, so many people that uh, we've sent down there have come back and told friends and then the friends come in and it's just expanded. And the thing that uh, Tony and I have noticed with our callers in that uh, when they call in is that they've extended their stay a lot now going from what was just a, a four or five night stopover uh, has now gone to a 15, 16 day, you know, touring of Tassie and seeing the best of Tasmania. And so we've really seen the, the amount of time and I think you would have seen that in your figures uh, from the sort of and some of the great itineraries that you've been bringing out uh, we have Phil in fact in, uh, and my team keep me up to up to up to date with what the uh, the inquiry rate and what people are looking for and we've got a package that we do sell and promote through your company and uh, it's called 21 nights see it all and uh, surprisingly, the number of times that people are actually booking three-week holidays. And in response to that demand, our next year's program, we're actually going to be introducing a 26 and a 30-night self-drive wow. trip. Wow. So the days of a seven-day, what I used to call a car rally, to go right around Tasmania <laughs> are long, long gone. And uh, people are doing exactly what we've been preaching for years. They're taking a little bit more time. They're going behind the scenery, taking the detours getting off the beaten track and really immersing themselves in what Tasmania has to offer. Absolutely. And, and one of our top uh, hosts and escorted uh, p- person that works for us has taken so many tours. She went around with a motorhome and, and uh, same thing. And she, we interviewed her while she was down there. Uh, this is a, a lady called Shirley Harris. And she was talking and referring Tassie as being equivalent to Canada, uh, you know, with the scenery and, and some of the attractions and that. She just said, you know, she's fallen in love with uh, something that's fr- so much closer than uh, going to Canada and, oh, and so accessible. And Ian, what we've seen, which I'm wrapped about, is suddenly out of Adelaide, we've got, uh, you know, Qantas uh, with their airline flying daily now to Hobart and Virgin flying both uh, to Launceston and Hobart. I think it's three or four times a week. So the accessibility now to Tassie is so much better for us because we only had Jetstar at one stage and some people like Jetstar, but it's not one of my favourites. But but I love the fact that I've got a choice of Qantas and Virgin now uh, and and the two destinations destinations in terms of Hobart and Launceston. But um, Ian, tell us what what are some of the highlights that people should do, whether it's a, a, a seven-day, a 14 or a 21-day? What are some of the highlights that you think it a must-see in going to Tassie? Uh, look, there's no getting away from the fact Tasmania's overall brand proposition is really about its natural environment. And, you know, we've got some absolutely amazing temperate wilderness down here. And and the key to that is it is so accessible. Uh, So with the wilderness, there's the wildlife that comes with it, uh, beautiful national parks. And uh, aligned with that, uh, we've got some of the best, or indeed they're marketed as the Great Walks of Australia. Uh, There's a collaboration of about 10 Great Walks of Australia and seven of them are in Tasmania. And uh, for people who do like to get off the track a little bit, you can do those walks independently or you can do them with some of the uh, ma- major tour companies. 
that take you to places like Freycinet National Park. Uh, probably the best known of them all is Cradle, Cradle Mountain. Mountain. Um, Three Capes Walk is an absolute outstanding new development of about five or six years old now, but it actually takes you around the Tasman Peninsula at Port Arthur. So, of course, Port Arthur um, is known for being the convict settlement uh, way back in the early 1800s, but you've not only got the historic aspect of Tasmania, which is basically founded there, but now you've got these beautiful multi-day walks around some of the most amazing coastline anywhere in the country. So... um, Wilderness, history, heritage, uh, culture, and I think, Phil, you were down a year or two ago and you would have visited the uh, Mona development. I was was, was just going to say, I'm going to ask you about Mona because a lot of people talk about Mona and uh, for our listeners... Mona, uh, what's Mona? Yeah, Mona. How do you describe Mona, uh, Ian, to our (laughs) listeners? (laughs) Mona. Um, Well, I'll take take the words out of uh, some of their own uh, storytelling. It's described as a subversive adult Disneyland. (laughs) Now, to clarify that, there's a pervasive theme of sex and death that goes through. (laughs) Wait a minute, you're going a bit quicker. I'm just going to write this down. (laughs) Yeah, you got Tony. You got it when you mentioned a few words there. (laughs) Uh, Perhaps I should just leave it to the imagination. Right, yeah. Yeah, and it has got a imagination that I had never experienced in a museum before. Uh, here, but, and, and I stayed there last time I was there. And um, yeah. Mona. Yeah, Mona, yeah, you yeah. can stay there. And I think there's some extensions now, Ian, that's just been built? Uh, there's work underway. Oh, work underway, okay. There's actually um, a, a major uh, hotel development going on out there, and it's. I'll try and describe the architectural uh, design of it. It's, it's a bit like an upside-down shopping trolley. Yep. And uh, the northern suburbs of Hobart, where I grew up, I might add, uh, a famous for shopping trolleys being found all over the, the, the shoreline. So there is a real linkage back to our heritage there where there's a new hotel that's going to be uh, cantilevered over the Deadwood River in much the shape of an upside-down um, shopping trolley, I understand. Uh-huh. I, I should add, when we talk about Mona, there's people who may not understand, but it's an acronym for the Museum of Old and New Art. Oh, thank and God for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's now yes. 10 years old, but what, what the introduction of Mona did for Tasmania and indeed Hobart, it, it spawned a, a cultural renaissance, I'd call it. Absolutely. Uh, which Absolutely. has really seen some world-class or you know, top-class, without going over the top, restaurants, Bars, distilleries, yeah. whiskey bars, and the well, like. Now, and, just uh, hold there, hold there, Ian. You just mentioned whiskey, and Tony's mm. eyes lit up. Oh, you yeah. know, and uh, oh, he, uh, the fact. Well, they've got the whiskey uh, distilleries now in Tassie, and they're world famous. Yeah. And they take out some of the top awards. So not only gin distilleries, but whiskey distilleries as well in in Tassie, and yeah. uh, and with some of the restaurants and and the wineries. I think that's another part that uh, makes a lot of South Australians because we've been spoiled here with you know great restaurants great wine areas and, and you're you've developed them as well and and uh, and now with the whiskey and, and the gin it's another sort of feature to making tassie something very special so uh yeah i i, I enjoyed my visit uh, last time but i want to come back uh, in and do more and see more and i noticed with all your programs you know uh you know with a car hire and, and and accommodation a taste of tasmania premium tasmania program which is exciting the other one that i just got in front of me uh, in is uh, and I've just come across this one, is the Tasmania Cabin Stay, where, uh, what is it, two, a family you know, for two adults and two children, and very well priced. Yeah, exactly, Phil. We, we partner with uh, Good Day or 
G'day Discovery Parks um, that are headquartered there in South Australia, of course, and uh, we've got uh, statewide options of accommodation with them and other partners around the state. So we've put together a package that's available with you for just 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 north of $3,000 all up for 10 nights uh, for a whole family, for a family of four, and that's 10 nights in Tassie, uh, accommodation, car rental, National Parks Pass, uh, and that, that price is available right through to Christmas. But I should add, we've now got pricing available through until March 2023, uh, our new program for next year. Uh, I've got the colouring in pencils out this week, and we're, <laughs> we're busy colouring that in right now. Fantastic. And that will be released in the next uh, next three or four weeks. And I've got to wrap it up, but before we go, you've got two famous golf courses Northern at North of Tasmania that I've played at, wasted on a on a amateur golfer like me, but rated I think eleventh or twelfth in the world as far as top yeah, golf courses. You mentioned that. the two names, um, Lost Farms and Bambugu. Correct. In fact, Phil, if I may, um, they're, they're, they're subjects very close to my heart. Like you, I'm a uh, aspiring better golfer, but um, I get my full value when I play at Bambugal and Lost Farm. It's at Bridport, which is only an hour out of Launceston. Um, very quick story, my uh, former managing director of a company in Tassie I worked for is now the owner of that development. Oh, wow. A, a potato farmer who found yep. and discovered golf, and uh, it's a must for anybody who can throw the club Absolutely. Uh, Ian, I'll finish up by telling you a story. I, I hit a ball one day, and I said to the caddy, I said, am I close to the pin or near the pin? He said, put it this way, he said, uh, you're on the dance floor, but I'm not sure you're going to hear the music from where you are. <laughs> <laughs> Ian, thanks for uh, being part of us today. And as I said, keep up the good work because we love uh, your programs. Uh, we love your packages and um, we're certainly going to see again. I think, you know, even with the borders opening in with the uh, international, I think Tassie's going to be right up there with everybody getting a chance to get a, have that trip to Tassie and experience the best of Tasmania. Thanks, Phil. We're looking forward to it and we thoroughly enjoy our working relationship with Phil Hoffman Travel. <laughs> Thanks, Ian. Great, Th great to work with. Pleasure. Thanks for being on online with us. Thanks, thanks, Ian. Bye. It's a it's a gem of a place. It really oh, is. It's, you know, it's and uh, strawn. You know, they nobody ever mentioned. I know, strawn. I know. It's a beautiful yeah, little place. Yeah, it's all there. And it's, the accommodation it, availability. Yeah, 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 it's it's all there. Um, and as long as you're not a Victorian, you're made to feel very <laughs> welcome. Yeah, uh, from South Australia. Oh, you're welcome. Come in. Uh, it's true that happens too. Um, <laughs> it's three minutes to two. Yeah. Um, Phil uh, from Kerry, a quick one. I'm single. I'm wondering if there are holidays available. I know we've mentioned this before. For those of us who like to travel as a single and not have to actually have shared sleeping arrangements. Do Phil Hoppen yep. do those sort yep. of travels? We do, we do uh, Tony, and we can accommodate uh, internationally and domestically as well. Right. But uh, And we also have a solo travel club, which uh, we All do. Right. So, okay. again, with the solo travel club, with people on their own, uh, we can they can travel with the group. They don't have to do everything the group does, but they can have a, a you know their own accommodation right. on their own. Uh, but they also they've got a chance of travelling to a destination such as Norfolk Island, Tassie or whatever, internationally as well. Um, so they're part of something, but they've also got their own freedom as far as their own room on their own. But we do give this the chance for people who don't want to have a single room 
to save a little bit of money by sharing with someone and we make sure that they meet before we go away yeah. so that they know who they're sharing so with. So there's and, options. And, and you've got a, a singles club, is that what yes, you call yes, it? Yes, yeah, solo travel club. Solo and, club uh, travel. and Ford, our girl down at Glenelg, runs that. So if people are interested in joining our solo travel club, please give Anne Ford a ring and she'll sh tell them all about the membership and how it works all and right. they get together and yeah. some of the social... Tony's one thing that I, I'm, I've got to talk about this afternoon before we run out of time, and that is um, next week on the 13th, on the Wednesday yeah. at ten fifteen a.m. down at the Sky Deck, we're doing a sort of we're doing a, a presentation on Celebrity Edge, which is a ship uh, developed a couple of years ago. One of the best ships I've ever been on. Yeah. Uh, I, I sailed it in the States, but they're going to bring it down and have it in Australia in twenty twenty three. Now it sounds like we're a long way away, yeah, but yeah. when it the, the, the sales for that ship opens up next week and on this day. And so we're going to do an actual presentation on the ship. One of the best ships that I've ever been on. What's uh, it called again, Phil? Celebrity Edge. And it's Celebrity yeah, Edge. run by Celebrity uh, Cruises. Yeah. But, uh, Tony, some of the stuff on there is just mind-blowing. And we're going to run out of time for me to talk about it. But I, I may talk about it next week on Tuesday. But if people want to register for the, for the uh, seminar, please ring up our number at Glenelg. Get your name down to come to the Sky Deck because they'll love the presentation on Celebrity Edge. And as I said, uh, one of the best ships that I've ever sailed on. But some of the restaurants on this ship and right. some of the facilities and the cabins, mind-blowing. And apparently the gyms are really hard to find, is that they right? They are hard to find. <laughs> you <laughs> but the spas <laughs> are out of this world. So next week, the 13th, on the Wednesday, yeah. but register now and they'll love it because... And, and that's the other thing, Tony, we're starting to see now people really thinking about where they want to be in 22, 23, and if they've got their plans, come and talk to us now because we're ready to start to get them excited about travelling in 22 because we're only a couple of, uh, you know, two months away. I've never seen you look so happy. <laughs> Phil Hoffman. And it's lovely to catch up as we do of a Tuesday afternoon. With some of the cleanest air in the world, Tasmania is the perfect place to step back and immerse yourself in its pristine wilderness. Let Phil Hoffman Travel create your next great escape with a range of all-inclusive self-drive Tasmanian holidays. Seven-night self-drive packages, including accommodation, car hire and a national park pass, start from $775 per person. Book now and receive free car hire upgrade. Phil Hoffman Travel. Visit pht.com. Com.au 